what's going on so welcome to back to the healing with kez podcast and what i'm deciding to do from here on out with the healing with kez podcast is whenever someone reaches out on my instagram coach keza or the pocket coach i'm going to answer any questions that come my way and something in particular has come my way uh, this time round, and it's come away many, many times before, but this one message by an amazing gentleman by the name of Riley uh, messaged me, and he said, I find focusing when trying to meditate as hard as mine is always racing, uh, as his mind is always racing, and this is such a common thing that comes up alongside meditation is boring, or meditation is not for me, and I'm going to unravel this, unwind this, and uh, really lay out some sense around uh, how we can figure this out for people that are struggling with meditation. Now, the first thing is that saying meditation is not for me is like saying, well, peace is just not my thing. (laughs) Peace is for other people. (laughs) So meditation is essentially self-awareness. Meditation is freedom from one's mind. Meditation is to transcend one's mind, right? And that's what enables sustainable peace, to transcend one's mind. That's what Buddha means, right? Bud means uh, transcend and da means mind. Things the other way around, actually. <laughs> I think it's da is transcend and bud is mind uh, and or intellect. And um, excuse my terrible translations of that phrase, but essentially what it means is to transcend the mind, right? to move above the mind, not to overcome it. Very different. Now, with that understanding, here's how to shift what happens with the mind when it's racing and to calm it down. What most people do is, first of all, unfortunately, many people have very significant things in their life that rule their life. So as an example, I must have this relationship. I must have this job. I must have this house or else life is over. The moment something like that becomes so significant in one's mind, the mind will never stop racing. So that's the first thing that's going to occur. So let's put this into perspective. On this earth already, you are an absolute minuscule, right? That's, That's the truth, right? And then now the earth is already a massive minuscule compared to the sun. Such a minuscule, I don't know if you've seen pictures. Now, our sun, which is absolutely humongous, astronomical, is tiny compared to the galaxy. If you look up in the night sky and you see a bunch of stars, every single one of those stars is another solar system. And that's only within our galaxy because now, even though our star is such a minuscule within the galaxy, even if our entire galaxy, the Milky Way, just went poof, (laughs) Just literally poof into nothingness. The universe wouldn't even care. The universe would just go on as if nothing happened. Because the universe is that vast. And within all of this, you are a big person. (laughs) Uh, It sounds dark, but it's actually very beautiful. Instead of putting significance on a pedestal, shift it. Putting insignificance on a pedestal is actually quite powerful and insignificance does not uh, make your life insignificant. Your life is very significant, but it's the intellectual significance that comes with it that's problematic. The moment I intellectually make 
uh, things in my life more important than life itself, then we've got an issue. Because at the end of the day, the moment that something is extremely important to me, my mind will do whatever it takes to protect that thing. Because the mind is programmed for survival, not programmed for happiness. So the moment that I believe I'm not worthy if I don't have this thing, my mind thinks and equates this not worthiness to death. And the moment that the mind equates that to death, it means that if I don't have this thing, I will die. Now the mind is going to be non-stop racing. So the first step is to shift your awareness to the fact that, okay, well, although life is significant, things in my life don't need to be put on a pedestal in significance because they don't equate to life. Life is life. Life doesn't need any accessory. Life is already fantastic, but it's in that understanding of that first. It's taking that first step, coming away from the significance around things in life, around aspects of life, and stepping into life. Now, the only way that we can understand this is to get into meditation and to transcend the intellect, right? So to transcend the intellect, we need to step into the practice of meditation to become meditative. So in other words, when we want to step into meditation and our mind's racing, instead of trying to throw fuel on the fire or even try to douse the fire with water and to expand it even further, we want to suffocate the flame. So if you imagine a flame in the middle of a field, all right, an oil flame in the middle of a field. Now, people, hopefully you know this already, but to not try to douse an oil flame with water. Because the moment you do that, boom, it explodes even further. Or you could just add more oil, or you could add more heat, or you can add more oxygen. Now, this is what a lot of people do when they go into meditation is they expand the fire by trying to put it out with different things. They try to blow it out. Boom, it goes bigger. They try to douse it with water. Boom, it goes bigger. That's what's happening every time you try to stop a thought. That's what's happening every time you're trying to suppress ideas that are flowing through your mind or uh, self-sabotaging thoughts. Every time you tell yourself off, you tell your mind off for doing something, it's a form of self-sabotage, a hormone called cortisol spikes nor epinephrine spikes, which is basically adrenaline in the, in the brain. And the body and the brain think that there's a threat when the threat's just occurring within you. And it's not really a threat because no one's actually holding a knife to you, right? <laughs> no one's hiding, holding a gun to your head. No tiger's chasing you yet. Your brain and your body will perceive this as the exact same version of that threat. In other words, I'm in danger. Now with this heightened sense of alertness, you're acting as if you're fighting off a tiger or a gun or a knife but it's just your mind and it can't be beaten instead you must stop the fighter rather than trying to stop the fight so to do that we want to take away the oxygen take away the food to the flame because what's happening is every time i try to stop the mind i'm actually giving the mind food i'm fueling it so to take away the oxygen of an oil fire in the middle of a field all of a sudden it's going to douse on its own because it's got no breathing, no breath, no food in order to consume and grow. So if I want to do that, instead of building a dam in the river, I let the river flow. So what I want to challenge you to do is start incrementally improving your meditation practice. So starting with something like walking meditation, what this will allow you to do 
is it will give you something to focus on while you're working on becoming more friendly with the mind. And this way you stop the fighter rather than trying to stop the fight. You take away the oxygen rather than trying to force it to go out with water or oxygen and actually feeding it instead. So essentially by allowing the mind to flow through a walking meditation. In fact, I've got free walking meditations on the app Insight Timer. If you download that, you can find Kieran Headley, uh, the meditation teacher, moi, right? And you can do some meditation, right? Uh, excuse my terrible français. Um, and there, the first meditation is a walking meditation, and then you can graduate to a seated meditation and so on. And then what I challenge you to do is learning to become the mind rather than the mind become you. So the moment that you try to get out of the meditation because it's too much or it's too boring or it's overwhelming or you can, your mind's racing even more, your mind's always doing that anyway in the background. You're just becoming more aware of it. So by you sitting there and taking control, it's like teaching a dog to sit, right? Telling a dog to stay while you're holding some food up. By you doing that, you're training your mind to obey rather than you obey your mind. Very different. And the more time that you spend just spending a couple of minutes every morning, uh, graduating to five minutes and ten minutes over time, right? just being able to sit still while the mind goes crazy, you'll eventually learn to find a sense of peace and space within the mind and eventually transcend the mind. Much love. Take care. Have a beautiful day. Everything is gonna be alright